What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. On this edition of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com, we're going to go ahead and continue our discussion on the ongoing efforts for social equity and one of the real What's truly one of the big role models of a state implementing their adult use marijuana program, that is the state of New York. And most recently, uh, we've talked a lot about how there have been various things from lawmakers to various companies that have really talked about where social equity has been such a priority since being passed uh, by Governor Cuomo and then continuing on by Governor Hochul now in that state. And with me right now is the head of equity partnerships with a leading on-demand cannabis e-commerce marketplace and home delivery platform, which has now been launching social equity incubators and recently had just launched their fifth in a row. And as part of their social equity incubator program called the New York Cannabis Project, and here to talk about that is Akili Parnell. Akili, thanks for being on with us. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So the idea of the New York Cannabis Project, it's providing social equity entrepreneurs with the skills, knowledge, and resources needed to succeed and become leaders in the emerging New York cannabis industry. Now, on the network here, we've had a number of people that have talked about this. Uh, I know there's Urban Aroma we had on our Empire program. I know we've talked to, oh, who was it? Was it Bob Hoban? I think it was. also spoke about the New York and social equity as well. He's a prominent attorney in the cannabis space. Talk to me about... This setup of the incubators, give me a little bit of the layout of what the incubator is offering and what kind of opportunities are being provided. Yeah, for sure. So the goal of the New York Cannabis Project is to bring uh, folks who are social equity within the spirit of the law. You know, we're not uh, limited to just folks that qualify under the law, but, you know, uh, folks that come from the communities most harmed by the war on drugs, um, particular black and brown entrepreneurs, minority entrepreneurs, black and brown women entrepreneurs that... I want to enter the cannabis space um, and are looking for a pathway uh, to enter training resources and things like that to support them in particular in the license process. So at at the highest level, the goal is to, you know, bring those social equity folks into the cannabis industry and help them overcome the barriers to entry. Um, That includes, you know, skills training, knowledge. Um, resources. We have a resource database um, that provides folks with a lot of the things that they would need to get through the application process and get a strong application for a license. And then once they get the license uh, to help them stand their business up, um, incubator split up into uh, like a pre and post license um, 
curriculum. And so we start out like laying the foundation for uh, being an entrepreneur in the cannabis industry, meaning, you know, covering the cannabis laws and license categories and some high level regulatory stuff. Here's the current state of cannabis at a local state level, maybe at a city level and at the federal level, it's still federally illegal. Um, then we go on to business planning. Uh, how do you put together a business plan? What is a business plan? How is it useful for the uh, operation of your actual business? Uh, and then we talk about the supply chain, the different operations within the supply chain, dispensary operations, cultivation, processing. Uh, we train folks on you know, how social consumption, delivery businesses, transportation businesses work. And then we move into some of the um sort of the nuts and bolts of running any business finance and raising capital um but with a focus on the cannabis industry we work with our uh, participants to put together a financial model which would be important to inform them on um, what sort of revenue and expenses they should expect to uh to have in this business and also helps them go out and raise capital because then they can show investors they have a solid uh financial plan uh, for the business and can bring in some solid returns. You know, we talk well, about marketing and branding, site selection, community integration, all that kind of stuff. No, I want to ask about the parameters that are being put out and laid out by many states when it comes to social equity. I remember going back to an interview I did on Blunt Business uh, with Charlena Berry, who's with CEO of Cannabis Business Growth, and she wrote the book called Breaking the Stigma, Racism, the Opioid Endemic, Lies, and Inviting Grandma to the Dispensary. And I remember talking to her about the equity social equity policy being used by existing millionaires in the cannabis industry and the idea that for instance in denver colorado or colorado itself to be eligible for a social equity license you must be at least 51 percent owned by someone designated under the state's marijuana social equity program the program makes you prove at least that you or your family was arrested on cannabis charges you earn less than 50 percent of the state median income you come from a community that's designated as a low economic opportunity zone I want to know what it is about New York, which obviously has been, you know, with the effort of prioritizing social equity and putting out and as much as $200 million to pledge towards it. I want to find out, are there a lot of obstacles that you've come across where New York has put in place that makes it a little more difficult for certain people to come into the incubator program and be eligible? Okay. So if you're focused on the eligibility, um, you know, for this first round of, uh, of licenses, they're going to go out. You know, those licenses are limited to teams that qualify as just as involved, meaning that, you know, one of the major owners, 51%, 30% owner in the business has a cannabis conviction or has a close family member that has one. Um, and so in that way, this first round is limited. So that's a challenge where, you know, typically in the first rounds, you know, for social equity applicants, you know, the whole group of social equity applicants, folks that live in disproportionately impacted areas, folks with cannabis arrest or convictions, um, folks that intend to operate in areas that have been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs, you know, can qualify um, for the license. So that's one. And then in just in general, though, in New York, um, you know, real estate prices in New York are among the highest in the country. And so that's a pretty significant barrier. Um, a more significant barrier than you probably see in other places, just given the cost of uh, real estate. But, you know, the state is acknowledging uh, that and helping at least this first round of licensees with uh, securing locations. And so they don't have to, you know, you know, come up uh, and cover that cost out of pocket. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And as for the incubator, talk to me about the funding that's being provided for those that are coming in to be a part of the incubator. Is the money coming from what has been provided by New York State, the Social Equity Cannabis Investment Fund? No, no, no. So we're uh, completely independent, um, not associated with uh, the state's programming right now. Um, You know, of course, we'd love to support any incubator programming that the state puts together. The state right now is focused on the uh, providing the funding. You know, we um, the programming is completely free. We don't make any investments or anything like that into any of the licensees. Um, and so our goal is to, we lower the cost to apply and we lower the cost to start your business by providing resources that would otherwise cost them a lot of money. So if you look in other states, you know, the kind of, uh, services and, um, education that we provide is, you know, valued definitely in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you look at what applicants spend in other states, like in Illinois, um, where I'm a social equity licensee myself, where folks spent, you know, a hundred thousand dollars paying, um, you know, a consultant to put together an application that may or may not be um, up to snuff. And so, you know, that's a immediate cost saving that we provide um, to, our, uh, to our participants. And then what do you, is it that you offer, I guess, in terms of funding or in terms of infrastructure that might be comparable to what the government's offering? I mean, is there anything that compares or contrasts to what you're doing? Well, no, we can't. We, we definitely wouldn't compare in terms of uh, our ability to fund. We don't have like a two hundred fifty million dollar fund, so no, we're you know we're. Oh no, what I was saying is just in terms of if you're providing for identification and leasing of re- retail locations, design, construction, fit out of spaces. How far along the process are you there, step by step, helping someone that's going through the incubator? Oh yeah, yeah, the entire process. So yeah, I mean, and we're teaching folks how to do this from. From you know perspective of someone having done it, um, and so yeah, we, I mean we we definitely help with we can help them with site design. Although I mean my understanding is the state is pretty much handling all of that and contracting that out to uh, a third party that'll hand, handle most of that. But to the extent that the licensees actually have the ability to provide some input on the design of their store and the layout and stuff like that, then yeah, we'll definitely be there to consult them through that. Um, to the extent there's any flexibility on site 
selection and stuff like that. And that is an aspect of the program that we cover, site selection and through zoning and all that stuff. Um, and that'll probably come more into play for the next rounds where the state may not be providing retail locations um, and they'll have the flexibility to go choose their own locations and the state may not be funding the build out for those. But we do put, you know, connecting our participants with capital is a big piece of uh, what we want to do. It doesn't come directly through us, but we help them negotiate uh, terms with potential investors, understand what predatory terms look like and avoid those um, and have a resource database of, you know, real estate partners, capital partners, vendors, suppliers, and other, uh, other potential, you know, partners. And then also to see about a lot of focus on education, you have, uh, first of all, you're been offering a eight week, an eight week job readiness and training program for those interested in entering. And there's also another project where it's a 10 week program, a social equity business registration course. And that's something that Lancer had first launched in their first incubator in Boston because of the fact the last couple of years, that's what Lancer has been doing. It's just now it's the entry into New York state. So is there a lot of you're learning from the difference and the incubators are being put out there in terms of the kind of, you know, being basically you have to be a lawyer and understanding what all the parameters are out there, what differences there are, if, if one state's, you know, really giving much more benefits than others. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, so, yeah, and, and to clarify, so, um, so our first incubator was in Boston, um, and that cohort ran over, you know, several months, you know, continue to work with those uh, participants um, for, you know, over a year, over two years now. Um, and so some are operational, some are still in the process of getting their final licensure and stuff, stuff like that. And then we partnered with the Color of Cannabis in Denver, Colorado, uh, to support their 10-week um, training course for um, social equity businesses out there. And then we uh, partnered with a company called Collexium and the city of Detroit. Uh, and Detroit did launch the Detroit Cannabis Project, um, which is the official technical service provider for the city of Detroit. And then our fourth incubator is in New Jersey, where we ran, uh, we're running an incubator program. Um, the first, the pre-licensed portion ran 10 weeks, 10 weeks of educational training and resources and things like that. Um, and then uh, we just uh, re- launched our post-licensed portion. We had a few of our um, participants win licenses there. And so now we're on to New York, launching our New York program. Um, and, you know, the first piece will be that 10 week um, educational curriculum, uh, but the programming and the resources uh, continue on uh, beyond that. But uh, to your point, yeah, every state is different. And so, you know, from an educational perspective and training perspective, like running a dispensary is, you know, there's different regulatory um guidelines and things that you have to follow in every state but at its core you know you're running a cannabis business um and the basic curriculum applies in every state and then we you know we tailor it to each state so you know to the extent that new york is different we talk about the nuances of the new york industry and the challenges you may face there and some of the regulatory compliance issues that are different from other places um so yeah it's tailored uh based on the state that we're in now i've asked this question many times here on the program especially this year when it comes to, I also spoke with, uh, two weeks ago, I talked with Jai Kenzie, uh, Director of Social Impact at Green Thumb, who's also doing somewhat of a similar program. And I ask everybody that's out there when it comes to social equity, because there's been a lot of talk, especially among those uh, in the hip-hop community of all places, that have talked about 
where social equity needs to go ahead and offer opportunities to those legacy operators that were in the space before when it was illegal that you, know, you still have those that if they're willing to go through the program and you know responsibly go ahead and allow themselves to become legit is that something that is an opportunity that the incubator program at, with the uh, New York Cannabis Project is that a possibility for those legacy officer, operators to join and participate? Yeah, absolutely. We love to work with legacy operators. We've been working with legacy operators. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, those are some of our favorite and most successful folks are the folks that have been doing this. So yep, we consistently have legacy operators in there. But you know, we're sensitive to uh, where they are in the transition. Um, if they don't always like heavily advertise that, unless that's something they want to push. Fantastic. So I've been here with the head of equity partnerships at Lantern, who's been helping and uh, spearheading the New York Cannabis Project. And real quickly, can you go and tell us people just about, again, you've already opened up the fifth incubator so far. Where are they located in the New York State area and how can people get involved? Yeah, yeah, great question. So um, they're not physical locations in that sense. Everything is um, provided virtually so you can log in after work. Um, you know, educational training uh, starts on August 24th, um, so next Wednesday, and it'll run for 10 weeks. Uh, it'll be from 6 to 7.30. Then we'll also have office hours probably on Fridays around noon. Um, and so, yeah, they can plug in that way. You can follow us on Instagram, NY Canvas Project, um, and then our uh, website as well, nycanvasproject.org. Um, we might, we plan to have some satellite locations, um, physical locations where folks can come in and work with someone one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, depending on capacity and stuff on their applications. Um, hopefully uh, working with some folks out of the Harlem Business Alliance. And then we're also supporting the Bronx Cannabis Hub, um, which uh, will have some in-person events and uh, service offerings, um, which are sort of still sort of TBD in terms of the details on that. On that so, Definitely be on the lookout for that and uh, follow those uh, those two organizations as well. Fantastic! Again, thank you for being on with the, with us, Akel. And real quick, the website one more time. Yeah, so the website is nycannabisproject.org. Nycannabisproject.org. Thank you, Akel Akili, for being on with us once again. Really appreciate you taking time out. All right, thanks for having me. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride purpose they stitch people together if all that sounds good to you visit american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use code staple 20 at checkout that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com with promo code staple 20 this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.